Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 41, but before we go there, uh, it's, I just wanted to quickly go through um, the last couple cha- uh, verses of Isaiah 40, because 41 is really just a continuation of 40, and in 40 it was about the comforter that was going to be given to the people. It was about the majesty of God and his righteousness and how he has held the world in his hands, that he held the waters in his palm. He created the stars, and by his strength and by his great, by his majesty, by his greatness, they stay. So the last couple of verses are pretty powerful because, again, it's hope. It's hope in God. It's knowing him that he is in charge and that he is looking after us. So in in chapter 40, verse uh, 28, let's just start there. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives the strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So my encouragement to all of us as we start that have started this week is that we remember that God is for us. He holds us. He will renew our strength, but we have to turn to him. We have to remember to talk to him, to hear his voice and remember he is the one who created all of this. So chapter 41, verse one. Be silent before me, you islands. Let the nations renew their strength. Let them come forward and speak. Let us meet together at the place of judgment. Who has stirred up one from the east, calling him in righteousness to his service? He hands nations over to him and subdues kings before him. He turns them to dust with his sword, to to wind-blown chaff with his bow. He pursues them and moves on unscathed by a path his feet have not traveled before. Who has done this and carried it through, calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, with the, fir- with the first of them, and with the last, I am he. The islands have not seen it, and fear. The ends of the earth tremble. They approach and come forward. They help each other and say to their, to their companions, Be strong. The metal worker encourages the goldsmith, and the one who smooths with the hammer spurs on the one who strikes the anvil. One says of the welding, it is good. The other nails down the idol, so it will not topple. So this is going back to when in chapter uh, 40, they were talking about, you know, how, how can you describe me? What, who can you compare me to? And then he lists out the makers of idols, the ones who form it in, in metal and then cover it in gold. Verse uh, 8, but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, You descendants of Abraham, my friend. I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you 
with my righteous hand. All who rage, rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, you worm, Jacob. Little Israel, do not fear. For I myself will help. Help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. So, he's talking about Israel, Jacob the little worm. <laughs> um, how tiny Israel is against all the nations. And he says, do not fear. I will help you. I myself will help you. So, it's pretty pretty incredible, uh, the, the language here. But it really just illustrates no one and nothing is too small. And nothing and no one is too great for God. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them, the wind will pick them up, and a gale will blow them away. But you rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. But I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar of the acacia, the myrtle of the olive, and the olive. I will set junipers in the wasteland, the fir and the cypress together, so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. So all that wood and everything else represents wealth. It is so important to people back in that day. It's their energy. And it's also how they built homes and everything else. So he's saying, I'm going to take this and I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to protect you. Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your arguments, says Jacob's king. Tell us, you idols, what is going to happen? Tell us what the former things were, so that we may consider them and know their final outcome, or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what the future holds, so we may know that you, you are gods. Do something, whether good or bad, so that we will be, will be dismayed and filled with fear. But you are less than nothing, and your works are utterly worthless. Whoever chooses you is detestable. I have stirred up one from the north, and he comes. So when he's talking about in challenging these idols, it's like, what do you rely upon, people? Something that was made of wood or metal and then covered in a shiny object, in a, a shiny metal, um, hammered in, and then had to be nailed down so it wouldn't fall over? Or are you trusting in God, the creator of the world? So often, I've trusted in my own knowledge, experience, money, assets, friends, family, business, whatever it might be. All those are worthless. And they don't really hold any account. When I put, put my faith in those versus God, that's when I have failed. And that's when I've had my greatest struggles. Hence, my journey back to God. Verse 25. I have stirred up one from the north and he comes. One from the rising sun who calls on my name. He treads on rulers as if they were mortar, 
as if, as if he were a potter treading the clay, who told of this from the beginning so we could know, or beforehand so we could say he was right. No one told of this. No one foretold it. No one heard any words from you. It was the first to tell, I was the first to tell Zion, look, here they are. I gave to Jerusalem a messenger of good news. I, I look, but there is no one, no one among the gods to give counsel, no one to give answer when I ask them. See, they are all false. Their deeds among amount to nothing. Their images, but are wind and confusion. You know, when we rely upon, when I rely upon other things than God, when I re- rely upon my assets, my friends, and it's not bad to have those, but I, I put them as my, my comfort, my security. That's when confusion comes in. It could be my, my knowledge from the past, from things that I've learned. But then again, it's man's and it's, it's flawed. But I do it time after time. I trust in myself. I trust in my knowledge. I trust in the things I can see and touch. And I wind up confused and searching. I don't have the peace of heart. I don't have contentment eventually. And that is why I'm on the journey back to God, is remembering him. He is the one who created the world. He wants the relationship with us. He wants us to count on him. He wants me to count on him and to rely upon him fully. I pray for the comfort for all of us to be able to truly rely on him and know him and understand him, to have the faith in his majesty and to really live our lives for him. Lord God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this scripture and for this knowledge that you're giving us. I pray that you would help help me and help all to put it to, to good use, to put it on our hearts, to dwell there, so that when times are tough, we can turn to it. I pray that we would understand the wisdom and that we would truly fear you and your majesty and your might. Because it's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I just pray for each person who's hurting, who's concerned, who's stressed. I pray that you would comfort them and watch over them. Watch over all of us, I pray. And may this be a week in which we Understand that you are the one that we persevere and we never give up. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.